Welcome to the Faithful Work Podcast by Biblical Business Training, where we help leaders from every walk of life apply biblical principles to work daily. From the shop floor to the CEO chair, everyone needs faithful work. Can you imagine being part of a global community where you learn God's word, are equipped to live out the gospel, and leave a legacy that impacts generations? Look no further. Welcome to another episode of the Faith for Work podcast by Biblical Business Training. My name is David Alexander, and I have the pleasure of serving as your host. Today, I would like to introduce BBT's coach, Jordan Dollar, to tell you a bit about today's guest, Stephanie Wagner. Thank you so much, David. One of the really great parts about my job is that I get to work with our individual group leaders to help their groups succeed and thrive. I'm excited about this week's episode because it's our first interview with a current BBT group leader. Now, Stephanie's very low-key about everything that she does, but in our office, we joke that she's BBT's Apostle Paul. Stephanie plants Bible studies wherever her life and work send her. Most importantly, she helps the members of her studies see that anyone can do it, so that they're empowered to continue studying and meeting even after she gets transferred to another building or campus. Wow, that's incredible. I love uh, that leadership philosophy of continually making an impact wherever she goes. Can you share with us any secrets about how she's been able to do that, Jordan? You know, in getting started, most people worry about the study or the workplace. Do I know enough about the Bible to lead a Bible study? Can I meet at my work? Is it even okay for me to ask if I can meet at my work? But instead, Stephanie's very focused on the people. She really cares about the people, and that's what motivates what she does. And she begins with the people. Before the pandemic, she even got all the group, all the members of the groups that she's founded together regularly for community and fellowship over lunch. Her groups succeed because she wants those groups to help the people that she works with. Also, Stephanie approaches things as a learner, not an expert. She helps group members believe that if she can do it, then they can too. And the group is for her own growth as much as for anyone else's. You'll hear her talking about a group member that challenged some of her preconceived notions. But I'll let Stephanie tell you more about that. Oh, wow. Powerful. Yes, let's hear from Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie Wagner, folks, is a supplier program manager at Boeing, and she's been willing to stand out and live boldly. You'll want to stay through till the end of the interview where we summarize some of her incredible leadership lessons that will apply to your daily journey. Without further ado, here's our conversation with Stephanie Wagner. All right, I am very excited about this conversation. Uh, Stephanie, welcome to the Faithful Work Podcast. I've heard that um, in a lot of ways within uh, the ministry a biblical business training, you have been uh, almost like, I went. To, I don't know if they said a godfather, maybe an apostle, perhaps, <laughs> but that you've been very, very instrumental in kind of launching um, groups uh, and having that faithful work journey uh, in your career. Um, so really, really honored and privileged to have the conversation with you today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So, Stephanie, tell me a little bit about yourself and kind of just give us a little general overview and background about yourself and what you what you do for work. Let's start with that. 
Okay, so I am an engineer at Boeing. Right now I'm in supply chain, working with suppliers for trainers, for um, training systems for a T7 program. I've been at Boeing for almost 16 years in Seattle and St. Louis. Talk to us about how you got started with BBT. Yeah, so I went to a National Day of Prayer event at Boeing and my building in 2016, and they were meeting at the flagpole. And I was surprised that people were even meeting, you know, at a pole to pray on Boeing property. That was surprising to me. And then to find out that there was multiple Bible studies in my building at the time, I was just floored. Like, I can't believe we're allowed to do this. (laughs) And um, so I found a BBT right away and started getting plugged in. And Shortly after, our team got moved to a new building, and so I had to decide, do I want to keep, you know, calling into this one or start another one? So that's kind of how it got started with me planting BBTs wherever I go. (laughs) Wow. No, that's beautiful. Planting BBTs wherever you go. It's a little bit intimidating a lot of times for people. They feel the intimidation of starting a Bible study in the marketplace, like you said, you weren't sure that you could even pray at the polls. Mm-hmm. And then you found out, well, oh, wait, there's actually, not only can we pray, but we can actually have a Bible study. So what was that experience like? And, and what did it do for you in your journey to be able to plug in in that way with having your faith directly connected with your work? Yeah, I think it just kind of emboldened me to be able to be open with my faith at work because you feel kind of grow alone in it or that we have to be quiet about it in a big secular work environment. Just to know that we actually have other believers around us that can cheer us on and pray with us at work. It was it was huge for me and helped me, you know, to just do better at my job and better at being able to minister at, at work, too. Oh, it's beautiful. You said it made you better at your job. Tell tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I would say just, you know, your work ethic is impacted when you're, you know, living biblically at work, like making the right choices that honor God and not trying to like just be part of the team and part of the gossip, part of the happy hours and fit in when really we're not meant to fit in. We're meant to stand out. And that's people that you're going to remember down the line in your career, not the ones that were trying to be cool or trying to climb that chain, but the people that were, you know, bold enough to be different and to honor God. I 100% agree. I think that our culture continually pulls us in and we can easily move into the space of, of assimilating within culture, right? moving into the gossip, but yet at the same time, you know, realizing that when you get that community and you get the word of God directly in the workplace, you're able to build a community that probably holds you accountable, that's able to continue to encourage you. And and, and I love your sharing that it directly impacts your work because you're able to be that team player with those biblical principles. Yeah, that accountability is huge, having people, you know, checking in with you and praying with you when you have struggles at work because the enemy does still attack. And, you know, the more that you're getting the word out and living right, the more you're a threat to, you know, that team. So you really got to be on your game. 
Boeing, of course, they've been impacted by the pandemic, but you guys have been, I'd imagine, a lot more remote. Is that correct? Yeah, 100% for almost a year now. Let me let me take take a step back because I'm very curious on the journey. As you mentioned, you planted multiple BBT groups. I'm very interested in what that process looked like initially because a lot of people are wondering, you know, how, how do you go about planting a Bible study group? Because it can be an intimidating thing. So how did you initially go about planting uh, Bible studies when you did move office locations, when you were uh, physically present in the office? Yeah, so I just kind of figured, well, I got permission for the building distribution list in the new um, building and was able to put out just one invite to like a pizza party just to get people together to kind of brainstorm what other people, you know, what it would look like, what people wanted to study, what people wanted to do. And got about like 15 people to show up for pizza and was surprised that that many were even interested, you know, and um, just took down the information of the people that wanted to meet on a weekly basis and agreed on like the best time for most people. And just, you know, I was looking at it more of a facilitator role. I don't like feel like a leader. I'm, you know, 39, but I'm a level three at work and I'm not in a leadership position. So I was just always looking at it more like here, I'll bring study topics and you all can talk about it and I'll just facilitate. And then the pressure is kind of off me to be that leader, you know? <laughs> and would you say the curriculum from BBT made it pretty easy for you to do that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think that is one of the reasons why people are intimidated to start a Bible study because they feel like they got to go gather stuff and get all these weeks planned out. And this is like ready-made prepared material even the recaps are pre-written which I do feel kind of bad because people will be like oh that was a great recap and I'm like well <laughs> it's mostly preloaded sometimes I add my own thoughts you know right. but yeah it's really great that they're able to get things started for us and then if we have side conversations that's good too but to have something to base around it's really helpful yeah no that's awesome and so really what it came down to is you took the initiative when you got into that new building, you took the initiative to gain access to the email list and just, you simply shared an invitation. I love that you said a pizza party because it's exactly <laughs> what, you know, it's actually how I met the founder of BBT. So I'm encouraged to hear that pizza still works as a right. community building tool <laughs> after college. So let me ask you, Stephanie, can you share with us some experiences of testimonial impact from the different BBT groups that can encourage our audience listening so they understand exactly, you know, what is possible if you take a, a, a leap of faith and, and launch a group and have conversations in the workplace? What are some experiences that you've seen uh, of impact for those folks that have come uh, to the Bible studies that you've launched? Um, let's see. I can think of an example with one of our office administrators from my last um, Bible study who couldn't find a home and her and her boyfriend, and they have like a blended family and they've really been struggling. So she started coming to studies and getting prayer and we were all just coming together, praying for breakthrough and opportunities and, you know, miracles 
and they had, you know, some custody issues where they had to be in a certain, you know, area. So it was really hard for them to find what they were looking for and qualify for finances and everything. But I think it really strengthened us to come together and be in prayer for her and see that actual, you know, miracle happen when she found that home and was able to get in and, um, was really thankful for us all being together. I think it really grew her faith too. And it's funny cause she's Catholic and, you know, come, I grew up assembly of God. So we have these preconceived ideas about different faiths, but she is bolder than her faith in her faith than I was. No, I love that where there's, you know, the ability for Catholic Protestant, you know, <laughs> all coming together, having unity underneath the name of Jesus. Right. Built each other up. Effort, right? Yeah. I'm surprised uh, how much we have in common. <laughs> yeah, no, it's powerful. And and it's it's such a beautiful thing, you know, um, to, to be able to see that. And, and I think it does strengthen boldness of everyone when you're working together in the way of you're at work and you're also in Bible study. So you have this intimate camaraderie with each other. That's a great example, um, being able to pray with her to see that breakthrough for uh, her home situation. Let me say this. There's been more in the last year, there's been more mental challenges, more isolation as a result of COVID-19. Um, people have, have, have felt more lonely. You guys were able to pivot to doing virtual groups. And I'm just curious, you know, what were you able to see as a result of those virtual groups that you launched and the impact? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is just a change in demographics for us. Because now that we were all virtual and we weren't meeting in a physical room, then the word was kind of spreading to other teams that were at other sites. And so right now we have uh, about half of my group is in Seattle. So being able to meet with people that we otherwise wouldn't have had the opportunity to get together with. And, you know, it's more a diversity of thought and perspectives, too, with the different demographics. So we've really enjoyed growing together and um, being able to lean on each other for prayer with COVID. A lot of them had family members with COVID or um, issues with their house and the storms and stuff like that. And it's it's been really good for, you know, us to have that bond. I mean, I was thinking we haven't been to a small group with my own church in a couple of years now. And this has basically been my small group. And I think the same holds true for a lot of the team members. Wow. So you having that space and opportunity to invite people in and to give a really uh, essentially community and a time of isolation, I feel like is huge. Yeah, I said the downside is not having that face-to-face, -face, being able to read body language and not stepping over each other on the phone and stuff. But I definitely miss having that in-person time. I hope to get back to that too. <laughs> oh, I agree with you. I agree with you there. It, it will be powerful when we're able to get back. So in closing, Stephanie, can you give us advice for someone that's thinking about launching a Bible study, but but they're not confident in, in knowing what steps to take. Could you just share a, a few closing thoughts on, you know, what advice you would give someone that's thinking about starting, but not sure where to start? Yeah, I guess I would just say, 
pray, pray about it. First off, you know what God wants you to do because you don't want to work outside of his will for your life, you know, and maybe has different plans for you. But if you feel called to start a Bible study, then I would just say, yeah, reach out to the team at BBT. There's coaches and leadership that will have a call with you and walk you through what to expect and pray with you. And they've just been so helpful to get me started and and help me troubleshoot along the way when I've had issues. I, I definitely agree that starting with prayer is central and it's giving God, number one, the opportunity to connect and share those some of those steps and some of the people, right, that mm-hmm. he might want to send directly to that group. Um, and it's starting to prepare the heart of the individual to have the courage to make the invitation and ask and get people plugged in and connected. Yeah. I When I try to like tell people about BBT, I'm always like, you know, I'm not trying to push, use a specific tool, but we're here to advance the kingdom and whatever you find to do that. That's just been the easiest tool for me to be able to have ready-made Bible studies that work with so many, you know, diverse religious groups and able to get together and talk about Jesus and whatever way works for you. I mean, that's the goal here. Yes, I 100% agree. Well, Stephanie, I want to thank you. You are an inspiration to me. You have impacted so many lives uh, through your continual commitment to God, uh, your commitment to community. And uh, we're just grateful from our team at BBT to have you as an advocate. You're always jumping in from the promo video, jumped in immediately (laughs) helping out to now us launching the Faithful Work podcast, sharing your story. We just want to thank you. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to Stephanie's story. If you like the Faithful Work podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, review, and share with a friend. Some of the key takeaway lessons we heard come back to legacy, leadership, invitations, and maximizing resources. One of my favorite quotes from this interview was when Stephanie said, we're not meant to fit in. We're meant to stand out. And that's the people that you're going to remember down the line in your career. They're not the ones that were trying to be cool or trying to climb that chain but the people that were bold enough to be different and to honor God. Incredible. It really speaks to legacy. How do we, how do you want to be remembered? Stephanie harnessed the mindset of boldness and faith in every office that she ventured to within her organization. Secondly, leadership comes back to invitation, whether you are inviting an individual to a business meeting or Bible study. It all comes back to being bold to ask, to invite, and to then make an environment where those in attendance feel welcomed, heard, and valued. Sometimes I think it's easy to make invitation more complex than it is. For Stephanie, she simply started with an email, pizza, and the rest is history as she takes his story every day into the workplace. The final leadership insight I want to point out comes back to maximizing resources. Rather than reinventing the wheel, finding resources that already exist are key to long-term success. For Stephanie, 
She had a desire to have a Bible study at work, but she realized she faced a limitation of time to create questions and take on all the work to meet with leaders each week. BBT was a resource she engaged and has used to impact countless lives at her organization. We want to be a resource for you. Jordan, if someone is listening to this podcast, how can they connect with BBT? If you would like to learn more about launching a Bible study wherever God has placed you, simply visit b-b-t.org and click the Start Leading button at the top of the page. From there, you'll be able to sign up to receive more information via email, or you can schedule a call with me at a time that works for you, and we can talk through your questions. You can find information on how to connect with us in the show notes of this podcast. Thank you, Jordan. And thank you for all that you do for this ministry. I really, really appreciate you, my friend. And on behalf of the BBT board and leadership team, we want to thank you for joining us for today's episode. BBT is a nonprofit organization in which all of its resources are made available as a result of generous donors. To learn more, again, simply visit b-b-t.org slash faithforward. Until next time, God bless and be well.